Hi, Kath. Hey, Don. Open up my window. We're not alone at the table. There's a lot going on. And we're talking live people. Not like it's always crowded when I'm here. Oh, besides your imaginary <laughs> friends. My imaginary friends. Yes. Yes. Kristen's here again Yay. from Photo Muse. Yay, Hi. Kristen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We roped her in because we were talking yesterday. And we were like, our big expression is, save it for the podcast. No, what happened was you were like, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. And that pressure, you even if like you posted saw something. My lazy eye was, oh, oh that was Nikos. Nikos. We were going Nikos crazy. Too, of course. And I was like, I don't know. And then Kristen came over. And I know I was you like, gave me the blank stare when I was like, what are we talking about tomorrow on the podcast? And you just looked at me. <laughs> I was like, doesn't everybody know? Like, uh, we have no idea what we're talking about until we get here. That's and then, not true. Well, sometimes we have an out. You have an outline. Yeah, you have an outline. I don't have an outline. I, I just follow things, the outline. Things come to me, <laughs> and then Chris, and then Kristen was over, and Kathy was like, "Kristen, can you come over <laughs> so we can have something to talk about?" <laughs> but then, and then a and million then things. A whole thing. A whole whole lot of things happened. It was crazy last night. Yeah, it was crazy last night. Nico is so verbal right now. He's ready to get on the mic. He turns one on Wednesday. Yay! Happy birthday, Happy Nico. birthday, Coco! Can you believe it? It went so fast. Just yesterday, just yesterday we had a baby. Just yesterday we we're staring at Sophie, saying, "Come on already!" <laughs> she had so much pressure. So much pressure. I still have pressure. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said she still has pressure. <laughs> know your role, as Kathy says. Know your role. <laughs> do's what you do's. He's so great, this guy. I can't believe he's going to be a year. Kristen's taking pictures. We'll put them up on Instagram. He's yeah. eating watermelon. He's having a grand time. In his glory. In, in his, his glory. glory. So let's catch up with Kristen. Kristen. So let's recap. Okay. Oh, yeah, recap. The first time Kristen was on the podcast was a year ago last May, April or May. Mm-hmm. And you were on the cusp of some big changes in your life. And then uh, six months later, one of the topics of our podcast was courage. And I brought up how brave I feel you are. And Kathy, I mean, it's not just me. But and you did an incredible, unthinkable to some people thing, which is you were you are a successful photographer you were based in the New York City area. Mm-hmm. You left uh, the Hudson Valley right after high school, and mm-hmm. you never came back. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. established yourself in the city, and you were in a very long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And at the age of almost 50... Nico oh, <laughs> wants to participate. At the age of almost 50, you said, I need big change. Yes. You made the biggest change you made a big change you made a big change yes so you bought a house 
and near you know seven minutes from me which made me so happy because we've been friends since kindergarten so beforehand mm-hmm. donna was outside with a fire and she was dancing doing oh doing a thing to get you to be as close as possible <laughs> you know the moon was just right donna was like i'm I gonna was, get her close i to was me. so not subtle in my influence her it intentions was definitely not no you didn't have to do the fire dance outside for that because it was basically when i started looking to where to go you immediately said, <clears throat> come to Kingston. Yeah. And it's not a matter of if Kingston is changing. It is already changing. And you and Chris took the time to drove, drive me around town and show me everything that you knew I would love. Right. That you know I would love. And it worked. It worked. It worked. You know, I think it, the whole thing is like, you know, we talked about on the podcast about taking chances and going in your pathway. And what you did was you did the mountain lion. Mm. You were the mountain lion. So the mountain lion is all about landing on your feet. And you had to trust the process because we had been talking about it the whole time. It's like if you're not happy. Donna, I remember Donna always says, if you're not happy at your job, you're not happy at home, you're not happy here, you you know, and you complain about it. And you're not happy with the person you're you're with. with, It's like, you know, you have to make a decision on what you're going to do with your life or you're going to sit around complaining. And you Indeed. didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, I know I need to make change. I just don't know how. And exactly. then once you figured out how, it was like, once you made the decision, like you, you just, it just exploded. Everything just fell in your lap. How did yeah, you well, figure out how? When uh, did you were like, yeah, like click. How, how I figured out. How did you figure out how? Kathy said, as soon as you figure out how, because I know that there's a lot of people like me, for example, right now, I feel like I'm very tied in up in my job and I'm very tied up in my house mm-hmm. and I'm very tied up in my relationship. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know where to begin to unravel that. Ooh, there's so many angles to that. I mean, the first thing I thought about even when you mentioned about making that decision and how difficult it can be was the process of getting the house that I wanted and getting out because I also, it relied upon extricating myself from the relationship as far as where I went and what kind of resources I had. Right. And there were a lot of people that kept telling me, you can't do this and you can't afford it. You can't do this. You can't do that. Mm. My realtor was the one person who from the start in every possible way, she was there and she had faith in me and she and she had a lot to lose because she didn't know me. She was taking me right. on as a job. And right. she backed me up in every decision I made. And she just said, I know you're going to do it. And you have the determination. All the other professionals surrounding the move were in doubt of me being able to do it. That's a that's a good point. I don't want to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I just want to make this point is that you're as good as the people around you. Yes. And that actually is something I, I even mentioned to Donna after the episode that you talked about courage because while I don't want to put myself down of saying I don't have courage or I don't have this, it really, the difference was made in the friends and the support that right. I had around me. Right. And exactly. knowing that you guys were here, being able to bounce things off of you, knowing that no matter what decision I made, you're still going to love me. Absolutely. I mean, that, Absolutely. Like, <laughs> well, you. you might be mad at me if one <laughs> I made no. one decision over the no. other, but just knowing that I had people that I could talk to and that just loved me one way or the other. And that made a huge difference. Cause you mentioned like people who were naysayers and people yeah. who are naysayers come from a point of, of jealousy come from a point of insecurities comes from a point of you know their own 
own their their own intentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you get that wrapped up, it'll it could really stop you yeah. from moving forward yeah. in your life. Definitely. And you didn't let that happen. I think the big thing for me the big thing for me was identifying the things I needed in my life and what I definitely wanted in my life. And once I was able to lock onto that, then and how that did you made do it. that? Like, did you make lists? Did um, you, I mean, I can't. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't really make a list. It was cause I very much knew what it was, which was that the city was bringing a lifestyle that, was not working for me anymore and I knew I needed green I needed nature I needed um, more peace and quiet than what I was currently in so once I identified that I was able to identify the areas that I liked Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of traveling so I knew I didn't want to go far Um, my friends were here Mm -hmm. so that was a big plus so it was First, figuring out that next bit, and then you climb the ladder, figuring out the next bits that mm-hmm. are important. Right. And it just kind of. I think that's important place. when y- you have a really big goal um, to just deal with the moment. Yes. Get through the moment. Yes. Remember the long term goal, right? Yeah. Like losing weight. Yeah. Right? Instead of getting focused on, I can't fit into those pants right now. Yeah fit into you know yep. try to just deal with today yep i could put my socks on i yeah. might put my socks <laughs> yeah. on I'm, I'm a man i'm like yeah yeah i'm doing it today just deal with small today. deal small with the small yeah. thing but small don't things. but like don't sabotage yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it must have been constant it, it must be so difficult when you're when you decide okay i'm gonna take this trajectory this is what my end game is mm-hmm. and in the meantime you have people saying, "Give just throwing uh, doubt darts at yeah. you, yeah. right? Yeah. Just like here's a dart, little doubt. Yep. Here's a doubt. You know, you have to go to bed every night, like just contending with all of those darts and taking them out and yeah. saying, yeah. "That's a hard. Not today. Not yeah. not today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know, like I I I contend with that a lot because I'm a risk taker. I feel like I just do what I have to do mm-hmm. to see the point where I have to go." And I can't be around naysayers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to naysay me, you can't be around me. It's That's it. You can't. Because it'll stop me from... It, I know it'll stop me from being who I have to be. And I tell my immediate family. I mean, I tell my husband and my children. And I tell, I tell everybody, you're going to get in them. If you get in my way, it's not going to work out. Because I've got... I don't want to be here again. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to come back again. I have things to do. I have, you know, spiritual goals. And it took a long time to get that courage to say that, to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes for all of us. And, and yeah. that was, goes with today. And I don't want to segue. I'm not segueing. I'm just saying. It's okay. <laughs> just like, because we were talking like the card of the day today on Patreon was the raccoon. And what's interesting, which stop right there what? because all Kristen has been posting all week on social <laughs> media is about the raccoons in her tree. So I really feel like Kristen, what her, her trajectory spiritually right. was just like zoomed right in on you once she knew she was coming on the podcast. You were like, oh, <laughs> which is why you picked that card today. I guess so. It was, <laughs> rac- it was all about Kristen and her little raccoons. Where are they now? What's the raccoon update? <laughs> so I have what I call the trash panda daycare tree. And uh, <laughs> I woke up one morning and I found two baby raccoons hanging out in the tree right next Aww. to my driveway just staring at me. And they would be there in the morning, and at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, they would climb down the tree.
country and they would take off somewhere I don't know where. And at first I was concerned because I'm new to this whole Mother Nature thing right now. And everybody's telling me, the naysayers are telling me, oh, raccoon during the day, it's rabid. And so, um, yeah, they were re- coming every day. Every, they looked healthy. They looked fine. They looked a little scared, but they looked happy. Aww. And so I was researching it and found out mom was parking them there while she did her thing. She slept, she hunted, whatever it was she was so doing. So she knew the babies were safe. She knew the babies Aww, were safe. safe and um, I was told by one rehabber, I have to catch them. I have to get a net and gloves. <laughs> so what? I don't have a <laughs> net. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, I said, I don't Relocate have a net them? to bring them to her. And she said, no, they're, they're alone. They need help. So you should catch them. And I said, I don't, what do I use? I've never done this before. And she said, a net and gloves. I said, I don't have a net. She said, a towel. I'm thinking, okay, they have long oh nails my, and teeth. Have you ever seen the movie Elf? I'm yeah. just saying, I don't think that's a good <laughs> yes. idea. I'm thinking, no, maybe, speaking of naysayer, maybe there's sometimes about balance. Yeah. I'd say no. Well, I, don't, I so. said no, and uh, <laughs> I kept searching. I kept calling more people because I didn't believe in this one, and uh, finally I, I talked to somebody. She said, no, they're fine. Just let them do what they have to do, and they'll be okay. So it was three days that this pattern was happening and I would go out every day and take pictures of them. And of course I was trying to get close to them as much as I could without being in trouble. And then they suddenly one day weren't there. So hopefully mom has them and they're doing other things and they found a place where there's lots of food they can eat and so that is how and I choose to think about it. They're so let's go back, Kathy. How surprised are you that you chose the raccoon card not today? Not surprised. My eyebrows are so down. <laughs> <laughs> My eye- eyebrows down, not eyebrows up. <laughs> yeah, when I picked it out, which was so funny, I picture I like I picked it up. I said raccoon, and then I thought about you yesterday. I was like, you're going to come on the podcast, and then the raccoon came up. <laughs> and then reading about the raccoon, the raccoon is really talking about the balance of encouraging and enabling. Mm. It's about generous people like ourselves who give out too much and then you, you can't sacrifice yourself yes. to a point. And that was the whole message is that when you're, when you're giving too much and you don't realize it's, it's in Buddhism, it's idiot compassion. It's called idiot <laughs> compassion. Really for real. It's called idiot compassion where you give so much compassion that you don't have compassion for yourself. Mm, so mm-hmm. the discussion is really about value, how you value yourself and the people around you. We have the same value. I have the same value as my as my children. You know, even though we look at children, of course we love them and we take care of them. We were once children and we still have that with us mm-hmm, and we're important. Mm-hmm. And I think the discussion has been a theme for a while. Yeah. Because people are not moving forward in their lives because they say, well, I have to take care of this or take care of that. And then there's a breakdown. Yeah. But what about yeah. me? And then you can't take care of anybody. Yep. And one of the things that, you know, I was talking to our, our cousin about this is that my dad is the one that kind of taught me this lesson. It really wasn't Buddhism or, 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 or Native American. It was dad saying he noticed that I was overly because I have a special needs kid Mm -hmm. that I was doing too much and I started to break down. Mm -hmm. And he said, first you take care of yourself. If you're in a relationship, then you take care of your relationship. Then you take care of your children. That made no sense to me. I'm like, no, the children come first. Then I come and then maybe, you know, the Mm -hmm. relationship, he Mm -hmm. says, no, because when you take care of yourself, you're going to strengthen yourself so that you will be available when, when the kids need you, your relationship. If you are in a relationship, if you don't nurture the relationship and it's a healthy relationship, the kids are going to be grown and leaving. Who are you going to be with? You're going to be stuck with somebody that you don't like. 
I think he was talking out of personal experience because <laughs> <So, laughs> he said it like that. You're going to be with somebody you don't like. <laughs> and then the third thing is that the kids, you automatically are going to care for the children. Like it's not something you have to consciously think about unless you're a selfish person. Yeah, that's so true. You're automatically going to take care of the kids. So my by doing that, I realized that the more I took care of myself, the more evolving I was doing and the more I was kind of pushing away the naysayers or the negative people mm-hmm. because I'm like, are you bringing me closer to my divine path? Are you taking it away? Mm-hmm. I seem to be unhappy with this situation or is it bringing me closer? And so when the raccoon came up, I was like, am I being reminded? And that goes to another story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk that about goes that. to it. It's all connected. So yeah. the raccoon, when you see that omen of the raccoons, those baby raccoons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you were, <clears throat> now that you kind of are more aware spiritually, because we've been working on that, right? Yep. yep. The omen is what to you? Seeing those baby raccoons. Now that you know that raccoon is telling you that, you know, not to have idiot compassion. <laughs> and then we'll talk about, you know, innate encouragement versus enabling mm-hmm. what does that mean so what do you think those what, not to put you on the spot but like what do you think <laughs> the message is having baby ones there oh wow um my first reaction because i'm still fighting the boundaries and giving and it is a, in fact i feel like i'm attracting more of it in my life right now as i'm trying to be out on my own um right you're almost being tested yeah yeah i, I i've and I, I wasn't sure if I'm just too aware of it because I'm working on it or if I'm attracting to attracting it into my life. Um, so to see the babies, it makes me feel like being a baby myself in yeah. all of this, in this work. Mm. And how I am trying to learn to create those boundaries and to not give as much because I have my two dogs and my home and my business and I need to nurture them absolutely to take care of me. Oh, clap, clap that on out. <laughs> I just say clap, clap, clap that out. That's exactly, that's what I, I looked at those babies as being patient with yourself, mm. which you're right on about when you think about how babies learn, like we were just watching like Nico mm-hmm. is like, they're supposed to spill things. They're yeah. supposed to make mistakes. They're supposed to get into everything. You're supposed to give them attention. Yeah. That drives me crazy when parents say they just want attention. Yeah, that's their <laughs> job. Their job is to get your attention. They yep. want attention because yep. they need attention because that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. If you neglect them, they don't learn. They have to learn maybe the hard way or they hurt themselves. You got to kind of give them attention. Mm-hmm. So give yourself the attention you need and be patient with yourself while you're going through this learning process because you already know what you're trying. You already know what the lesson is. Yeah. I think it'd be different if you didn't know what the hell you're doing. But you're like, no, I know what I have to do. Exactly. And it's interesting as you're saying that I'm thinking about the differences between the two wildlife rehabbers. And the first one who just said, they need help. Throw a ten, or throw a towel over them and capture them and scare them and you know, beat them into submission to make them better. Versus the other woman's just like, no, it's nature. They're fine. Just let them do what they have to do. Yeah. And, and I was attracted to the person that just said, let them be as they are created to be and follow their path mm-hmm. and don't interfere. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to detach. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah. 
That's what I had. I, I was segueing. I didn't mean to. I was trying not to get in trouble. I put my microphone down and I'm looking at Don. I'm like, well, did you delete that thing on Facebook? I did. Okay. I did. So we can talk freely. Ironically, so in Kathy's Fuzzy Bear fuzziness, <laughs> and I posted on social media, I said, as kind of a, you know, tongue in cheek, like, Kathy can't figure out what we're talking about today, so suggestions are welcome. And one of our listeners and friends, um, just put one word down and said, detach. And I messaged Kathy and was like, oh, yeah, that's good. Because we have been talking about yeah, we have. this subject, but not it, it, not really, uh, I don't know, not as uh, poignantly, I should say. It's just been, it's a, been a topic of conversation, but not it really. It hasn't been the name of an episode. No, certainly mm-hmm. not. So that's what that. That's certainly what not. And then um, you can take it from here. Okay. So when I saw, the, which is interesting. So we had uh, we had our listeners. So we have to give a shout out to Joshua. I'm giving a shout out because he said we had to talk about him. So I'm just giving a shout out. Oh. And then this other comment that came up was deta- detachment, right? Is that what you said? Just said detach. Detach. And so I was laughing, right? I was laughing at Joshua because he makes me laugh. And I'm just like, hi, you know, Joshua. And then I went detach and I went, <gasps> I just went, wait a second. Wait a second. It was at night when I when I looked at it. And all of a sudden, I just had this overwhelming message. Like, it was such a message for me because I'm going through something where I'm working yeah, on Yeah, it really wasn't a message for the podcast. It was a message for me. Psychic Joe. Psychic Joe. We're calling him Psychic Joe because uh, we... <laughs> I call- was up in arms. I was up in arms. When we, when we have <laughs> names for things and people that we don't really know or whatever, <laughs> we always have an adjective and then Joe. For example, <laughs> Kathy is vexed. We've talked about it before by a squirrel that lives it near my sister Renee or did I right. should say and when Donovan spent a few weeks there with Kathy the squirrel was really into Donovan and re- and would purposely scare the squirrel would purposely square Kathy scare, scare Kathy, square, square square Kathy. <laughs> scare Kathy to make Donovan laugh Donovan laughed I don't it know really if you made was, it, laugh. it sounds kooky but it sounds kooky true. and I didn't believe her until it happens and and she was like god damn it fat Joe <laughs> it's like he was the fattest like when he would run on the fence the fence would wobble he just because <laughs> Because where it was an urban area, so there was a lot of garbage on yeah. the floor, like you know, like where the garbage on cans the were floor. On That's the floor. something like my mom used to say. <laughs> my mom used to call <laughs> the, the grass, grass <laughs> the floor. Yeah. So there was garbage on the floor, so the, the, the he just ate and ate and ate, and then people would feed him because they, people were hanging out, which is cool. It was really cool. And I was like, that fat Joe, fucking fat Joe. <laughs> and then Donovan, and went, I was like, stop exaggerating, stop exaggerating. And then I'm like, when I'm Chris you, watch was, yeah. when Chris was shopping for a new car, and Kathy's mechanically inclined, except for fixing my lawnmower, but that's okay. I don't um, have the tools. I do, I told I you what like was wrong lying. with it. I feel like you Let's have the tools. Off the podcast. <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> Save it for off the for podcast. For the most part. So in our family, as we've talked about before, we're a car family. So dad's not around anymore. But me and dad and Kathy, we all converse over whenever we buy a car. We all get our opinions, <laughs> et cetera. So when we took the test drive, I said, let's drive to Kathy's. So I called her and I said, we're going to pull up. And so we pulled up and Kathy crosses the street. And as she's crossing the street, <laughs> the squirrel darted out <laughs> in between her legs. And I knew it was Fat Joe. And you were like, God damn it, Fat Joe. 
And I was like, oh my God, you're not exaggerating. He did that on purpose. He I know totally, he did it on purpose. He was such a mischievous guy. So was this the same squirrel that you no. No. punched up no, the window? No, my fucking squirrel is still around. He's got That's a little red patch. Squirrel. That's just fucking asshole. <laughs> squirrel. That's hopefully so, dead so squirrel. Fat, so Fat Joe, Fat Joe made an impact on my life as this very subtle psychic Joe did. And it really saved... By me being open to just, like you said. Wait, I'm confused. You're talking about Psychic Joe? I'm try- well, I said Fat Joe. We're done with Fat Joe. Okay. That was a Fat Joe story. Oh, I thought you were going to continue with a Fat Joe statement. I don't think so. I think everybody's got the point about Fat Joe. I was very confused listening to you. I got it. Thank you, you Chris. Don't stick <laughs> up Thank for God. her. Thank don't God. stick up for her. That's why I like guests. I said, can you come and save me? I said, <laughs> desperately, can you come save me from Don? So... So anyway, when I let's go back to the Facebook and the question is, what are we going to talk about? And the point is, is when Psychic Joe wrote that, not knowing really the intention, you just kind of do it. And there's always a message. It saved me that night so much pain and agony from a a situation. Yeah, a situation that you chose not to pick up the phone. I chose not to pick up the phone. The phone rang and I said, detach. And I went to sl- I actually slept, mm-hmm. which I normally wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I would have a little bit. I'm working on it. A little bit of guilt, a mm-hmm. little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And just having Psychic Joe write that, knowing that that was a message of some mm-hmm. kind, saved me so much. And I slept so good. So I just want to give a thank you, too. But I also want to say yeah. Psychic Joe. <laughs> we're like so mad. I was like, <laughs> does he not know? Does he not I've know? I've been waiting. He's got to get on. First of all, Psychic Joe on the podcast. And we're going to schedule it. Psychic Joe, you're listening to this. Oh, he does listen. You, you got to get on. We got to talk about this because when you deny a gift, you're denying all of us. <gasps> oh, 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 I just, I, I, got his, I got his heart strength. He's generous. <laughs> I just got his heart strength. <laughs> I got his heart strength. <laughs> I got his heart strength. You're denying He's all of us. He's a generous guy. Yeah. It's you're denying- true. It's true. Uh, the, you know, the first like real conversation, I, we, it's all it, it you know you can see someone's aura and you can tell when you're amongst your people yeah he's one of our people and he denies it but well, scary you know like i you know not just from him but like you know when when you're trying to f- when you're battling your past you're trying to figure yourself out you don't want to complicate your life there's so many reasons why you don't want to tap into this mm-hmm. because once you do i could see why once you start you can't stop it's not something you stop unless you learn later mm. how to stop it. Mm-hmm. It's like me denying it for so long and then it literally got beat into me and there's no way of going back. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you could still have the gift and you can set up boundaries. I do not read for other people. Right. I do not use tools of divination because I don't need to look into anyone's future or present except for my own. Right. And maybe the people around me, maybe, but I don't practice. I don't meditate in that realm. And I, I feel like I could because well, I there are definitely that- times when I have these psychic moments yeah. where, you know, like I, I knew when Addie was pregnant both times before she said anything. Well, I think all of us have the muscle, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I, I say, you're right. You, you know, it's like, you know, like I am not going to run a marathon. <laughs> There are people who are. But you did a 5K? I did a 5K. But the work I had to do, it's like meditate. I had literally, 
an equivalent to spirituality. That's like meditating, going on a retreat for two two months mm -hmm. in a mountain to do this like 5K. Some people are naturally inclined to run and be physical. And there are some people who are naturally inclined to do math. I am naturally inclined to do my third eye and psychic work. And there's no way of me trying to deny that part of it. You have a natural ability of your organization, your, you know, ha you know, your spirituality, you understand what's going, you know, you have other abilities and you do do that. You do follow your path. You have your path, Kristen. You know, you have an eye. You're literally, you're, you're doing your photography. You're using your, your, you know, your gifts to have other people see what you see. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty. Mm -hmm. So you see the beauty in the world. We all have these special gifts. Mm -hmm. I can't organize. I can't do a spreadsheet. I can't do Excel. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna's like, you know, looking at me, everybody's got a gift. And I think that with psychic people like psychic Joe, who, who, who I feel I don't have facts, um, shy from it is because they you automatically know that once you open it up, it's a it's going to be it's something. a game changer. It's it mm -hmm. is it and is a game changer. Uh, sometimes people aren't ready for sometimes that. Sometimes it is like knowing a secret, right? It's a secret. I know we're watching some people close in our lives who weren't necessarily uh, believers in much of anything, if anything traditions religious traditions that didn't speak to them because it wasn't their truth and through our podcast and through kathy's work and through the uh patreon like the things that we talk about on patreon these people have told me they feel like they've been told a secret and their lives are better mm. how amazing is mm -hmm. that how amazing it is, is amazing and that's so, and, and that's what makes me feel amazing and what we do amazing mm -hmm. donna what we do is amazing and i think that these conversations are important because i think that our goal is to sh to share that you're not alone mm -hmm. we all have a gift and use it differently like donna is a sole practitioner on what she does and it's very powerful and she uses it in her work i am more out there in the community and i feel like i have to use it to like help other people both is very it's a great balance you need to have that balance and i think the more conversations we have about spirituality about you know the gifts that we have and how to use it and i think my agenda i think subconsciously is to help light workers if you have the gift i, I want to encourage you to use it because we need you yeah you have a few students who are yeah working underneath yeah yeah even, me. even, even sophie. sophie oh yeah when we come even back me. when we come back we're going to talk about stuff i don't know if we can well we can talk about it in general terms we can okay yes. that's very exciting <laughs> so yes. we're gonna take a break that was amazing we're gonna talk to nico and we're gonna All take right. a break hey nico back hi and uh we forgot to do our thing oh um this is for entertainment purposes only we're not responsible for anything <laughs> <laughs> 
I never know what to say. I'm always not like, responsible for one one damn thing. thing. One damn thing. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure that we talked completely about detachment. No, I, I think we should talk about it more. Um, in that there's so you always say like. What do you say? Detach? Love detach. Love detach. Love detach. I there's two to me, there's two definitions of detachment. One is the detachment that you have to have to be a good mediator. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a mediator and you have to detach from two parties to make a decision or to make, you know, to help. So yeah. You have to have a detachment. Yeah. And then there's a detachment where people are aloof and don't have like are aloof to things that are just not detached. That's that that's like two sides of it. Does that make sense? Like um, people who are just not even interested in anything, any, anything but themselves detached. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a balance in between, which is um, able to love detached, where you can have the ability to have empathy. Mm-hmm. Not There's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is, oh, I'm so sorry, but like really not understanding or trying to understand. Yeah. Where empathy has, like, you have a kind of, you can feel. I disagree. I, no. I think that you can have sympathy without it being so cold. I think you can be sympathetic to something. It's just that you don't know how that specifically feels. Yes, it can like, be sarcastic. I'm, I'm sympathetic to someone who loses a child. I am empathetic to someone who lost their best friend in their arms. Because you can mm-hmm. empathize. Mm-hmm. Bec- yes. But I think that sympathy, which you can disagree, but I'm just saying... For me, and and because I worked in the medical field, like we have to be very careful not to do sympathy, which is can be sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, kind of it doesn't. It's kind of overriding a pain that somebody else could be in. And yes, I can your point too, Don. Like how you put it was correct. So with loving detached, it's where you can empathize or sympathize with what so what somebody is going through without taking on their pain mm-hmm. and taking on their drama and taking on their drama which is really hard when there are people close to you who are continually making decisions that put them in a vulnerable place and you have to watch and, it and, and you're and watching it you're watching a train wreck yeah and you there's nothing you can do to stop it no. and then you've then getting rid of all but the thing is like getting rid of those feelings of guilt because you feel like you're supposed to fix it. That's rescue. the enabling yeah, part. Rescue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the enabling part where by enabling somebody and not detaching from it, you do more harm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. If you're not teaching somebody or helping somebody how to figure out their own resources and their way to go, mm-hmm. you're just in the mix. You're just as, you know, that the, you're not helping them out. That's not healthy. But I, when I was thinking about the detachment from psychic Joe said, um, what came to me was detach from, I think it was for me, the message was detach from your responsibility. Yeah. It's not your responsibility. It's, yeah. Like, yep. Like capturing baby raccoons or letting correct. nature take care of them. Correct. <laughs> detach. It's so hard. It's hard because you have and different relationships. I have children. How do you detach from the pain when you see your children going through pain? Mm-hmm. I've had to learn to love detached i have to i can love them but i don't have to take on their pain because what happens is if they're in pain i take on their pain you have two people in pain who's helping who Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i have to step back be empathetic and say okay i see how this situation is going on 
now I'm going to try to help soothe you and then come up with a safety plan mm-hmm. and we can move on. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have two people, the martyr, you know, like when you have people who are martyrs. Yeah. And then you, you encourage their martyrdom. Yeah. Then you got two martyrs. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then you got somebody saying, well, I'm helping a friend. And it's like too much. It's a yeah. bad cycle. I definitely feel yeah. like um, we were raised by our mom who was a fixer. Yeah. Who was a mover and a shaker and a fixer. And there was def- there were definitely situations that she rescued. Yeah. I mean, she did. She rescued Nancy when we were young yeah. kids. Um, but on the other hand, there were definitely people where she meddled and she shouldn't have meddled. Right. And ourselves included. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard to determine... W- you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Right. So at the moment, you don't know if her rescuing was for good or not good. And I think the lesson that I learned being raised by somebody who was always really busy so right. that she didn't have to deal with her own stuff. Right. So I made myself very busy because that's what I learned. Learned how to be depressed and like not how to be. I wasn't depressed, but just like how to avoid how to live in that avoidance, which is a dark place. Right. And then she also taught me, like, if you can fix it, you should be fixing it. And I think for years I took on that role of fixer. It's a tough role. And I'm learning now, like, I watch people around me in the workplace or friends or whatever, and they're making bad decisions or they're going through something and they have to fucking figure it out themselves. Like, to be personal... My best friend's sitting here on our right. And probably six years ago, Chris and I realized that guy is not good for Kristen. Right. That guy exhibited behavior that was disturbing to us. Did I tell Kristen, you're with a fucking asshole and you can't (laughs) be with him? No. I just gave her support as I watched her discover that that person was not good for her. And... My friends did the same thing for me in the past, as I did with you, Kathy. Yeah. No, I, know I was very involved, and I tried to fix, right. and I it backfired on me lots of times. Right. There were many times when I said, get in the car. You're right. leaving him. You can't right. go back to him. And you were like, I know, I know, as you're crying, and you broke my heart every time you went back. Why? Because you were not there yet. Your problem was not mine to fix. Right. It's not mine to fix. And mm-hmm. you're not sure if anything needs to be fixed as opposed to changing perspective, changing priorities. Hindsight's twenty twenty, Or letting go of fear. Letting go I of fear. I can't grieve because mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. get hurt. And you That's don't realize I'm going to get hurt. You have to detach. Yeah. You have to be, you can be, have a sympathetic ear. And also there's some, there's another part of this that is difficult, which is to be the person on the other line, on the other phone, listening to the same story over and over and over. And I was talking recently with uh, uh, one of our people that I lost friends, not, I lost touch with friends because I eventually said, you know, we talked about this for two hours only last week. Why don't you change? Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. make that change. And so you also have to decide if you want to, you know, people feel guilty for abandoning people yeah. when there are some people that just wallow in that yeah. victimhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
there are if you're saying if you're someone that says to me like Kristen, I need to make a change in my life. We're on it. It was like three years ago yeah. that you said, I'm going to make a change. Guess what? I'll listen to every fucking phone call you That's got. That's right. I will answer every text you have. That's amen. Yeah. You didn't make the same complaints. No. Nope. You didn't tell me the same story. So I didn't detach from you. Mm. You met mm-hmm. people. You met Kristen where she was at. Correct. Mm-hmm. You met her where she's at. You got to meet people where they're at. Yes. If they're not there, you're not, you know, if they're not there for themselves. And even if they say, or I know I've said it to you, it's like, I'm not there yet. Like, you know, you might point something out to me and I'm like, I'm not there yet. Uh, But I recognize that it needs to be there at some point soon. Sure. But I'm just not there yet. Mm -hmm. But so Kathy has very little tolerance to hear my complaints about the same situation I find myself in. But each time I find myself in that situation, Kathy said, it's just a gift so that when it's time to make a move away from that situation, mm, it'll right. make it that much easier. Yeah. At yeah. least I recognize the need for change, the path for change, the journey. I'm not complaining about the same things that I can't right. change. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Making something happen. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is while you were talking, like I, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I think I've talked about it a hundred times. I have superhero syndrome therapeutically that's what i was told mm-hmm. and then i have this thing where if there's a car accident on there mm-hmm. if, you know that she knows first aid i know first mm-hmm. aid that's different i just want to put out that that's different you know when something happens you don't have to be like just turn your head just detach no. just detach and we're talking about relationships yes. i think we're talking about with people, people in your lives in your lives that have continual um you know are are taking something from you mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know you have to detach when they're taking a part of you away. Yeah. If it's taking your time away. Yeah. If you're talking to a friend and then you go and talk to somebody about that friend because it's draining you, then it's time to detach. Yeah. If you can listen to somebody and then go off and do the dishes and not think about it, you're good. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So that's how I usually like, that's how I gauge it, what I have to do. If, if I'm not losing sleep over it, you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm, but if I'm losing mm-hmm. sleep or if I'm having a hard time with it, I say, wait a second, where's my role in this? Mm-hmm. Do I really have a role? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's my take on att- detachment. I hope that was helpful. I think we did something. Yeah. I think we <laughs> moved it. We moved it and shaked it. <laughs> we I moved hope so. I hope we moved Speaking and shaking. Speaking of moving and shaking. Yes. You were with Kristen all morning doing what? <gasps> Kristen, what were we doing? You were showing me the wonderful new bracelets that Ooh. I was going to photo. Well, I did photograph for you, but before we did the photography, we got to hold them and touch them and talk about the qualities of them. Yeah, and they're really nice. I yeah. got nice bracelets for Etsy. I don't know if you haven't checked out our Etsy, putting in a plug, putting in a plug, Don, yeah. plugging it out. Mm-hmm. Go to Etsy. I don't know the www dot thing. Is it Etsy.com? What you just make sure that when you search, it's the sisters are in store and each uh, le- each word has capital letter. Right. So we'll put the T. link. We'll put the link somewhere. Yeah. On something. And so we got, I got these beautiful bracelets and high quality, mm-hmm. uh, totally amazing charge mm-hmm. comes from a beautiful place. And you automatically went to the Angelite. Yeah. So, and I, looking at everything now and learning about it which is really fascinating because when you walked in you talked about one of the rooms that I painted being in all the blues and about how calming and comforting of a room it is and blue is not a color that I used to gravitate towards until I got here 
and which fits in perfectly with what I was looking for right. to move here, which was calm and peace and reassurance. And so this bracelet that I was attracted to, we were just reading about its properties, right. which is about giving reassurance. It's a the guardian angel, I think it's it was. It's an angelite. This. It's an angelite. It's a guardian angel. It's for tranquility, healing, mm-hmm. um, communication. Yeah, it's guardian angel in crystal form. Yeah. And communication. Yeah. And we were, you were also talking to me about, as I'm clear, my throat here, talking about my throat. And I was talking about finding my voice, which I lost in these past 10 years in my relationship and needing to speak louder. And the blue is just (laughs) stood out. And you were because I was looking, I was showing you I had obsidian Mm -hmm. uh, bracelet and I gave you that first. Mm -hmm. And then you you picked up the blue one. You were like, (gasps) yeah, you were like immediately were aghast. I felt it. I really. And this is all new for me. So when I notice I'm feeling something, it's big for me. It's exciting. It's amazing. Yeah, It's amazing to see that. There was a there was a suggestion from Colleen that um, we somehow clarify and we will do uh, a video on that. How we put the stuff together on Etsy is not just a matter of products that we found that we think would go good together. We actually, if we haven't said it before, we started acquiring all the stuff that we would be selling in March and took the time to cleanse and bless Mm -hmm. and alter sit and (laughs) um, meditate on. And um, it was really a collaboration between Kathy's energy and my writing. And uh, it's, it's it's a piece. It's kind of a piece of us of what we're doing here. It a piece is of done. The oh, I just loved it. I just loved you right now. Yeah. It's like so. <laughs> na- I love when you say things like that. I love when we do together. It's things. a piece of our energy. Such a balance. It's it, our stuff has such balance of you and me, and the intentions are so good, so pure, so. Um, there are authentic selves. They are our authentic. <gasps> selves. I just thought of. Oh wait. Oh, oh okay. Sophie. Sophie has okay. a revelation. Oh, here. Hold on. Okay, so it's actually super simple. It's just Etsy.com slash shop slash the sisters are in store. Okay. That's as easy as it is. You don't have to capitalize. Nope. Nope. It's all. It can be lowercase, whatever it is. It's just Etsy.com slash shop slash the sisters are in store. Cool. That's it. I just I just tried it like three times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pop right up. Look, I'm going to try one more time. Etsy. Oh, this is a podcast, so this is boring. Shop <laughs> slash the sisters are in well, store. We great right okay. there. We're off to a great start. You sold out your first batch of not today spray. I did. So we, did. we did. We did. Because we yeah. we made it fun. We because you totally. kept spraying. No, I guess you kept spraying me. With <laughs> <laughs> your frustration, and people were like, oh, if it works, it works. And we're making a whole bunch of other sprays. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, and there are sprays that Kathy makes in all of our chakra balancing kits. And Wait. I wanted to add something. I'm Kr- adding something. Kristen said something. Once something. No, I'm just picturing that now one of these days I want to come over to your house and I want to see a new garden in the back. Okay. With all the plants that you're nurturing okay. to create your sprays. She's doing it. Oh, she's my like, God. She's me That's the next level. <laughs> That's the next level. Do you realize you know what? what? <laughs> there is, w- but it's funny that you say that because just today, she doesn't know it yet, but Josh's wife, who has Elder Moon um, herbs oh, yeah. in Woodstock, 
I, uh, she doesn't know it yet, but we're going to be I think involved we're gonna, with her soon. I think so. Oh. I think we're going to. She doesn't know she it. Doesn't Hi, Josh. <laughs> we're going to take some of her stuff. Yeah. She's got to help us make stuff. Because I have to say, as a witch, like, it's it's my bad secret that I don't um, I do not do my own herb stuff. It's not I, bad. I have trusted First resources. First of all, there's no rules I have in witchcraft. There's no rules. <laughs> there are rules in there's witchcraft. Like, there wait, there's only rules. three what rules. What are you talking about? Don't hurt people. <laughs> Just three times a charm. No, there's lots whatever of the rules, rules are. Of rules. Is there th- what? The, well, just don't hurt people, right? No harm, no foul. What is it? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's <laughs> it. I don't. I'm not a whole religion. <laughs> like I just practice. saw Nico's future as he listened to you guys talking like this, and he was just looking back and forth at one of you, like, like tennis. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's <Yeah>. happening? <laughs> Very quietly, normal. just watching you guys. Yeah. He's used to it. He's used. To <laughs> it's what? not just when we record the podcast. It's <laughs> all the time. It's always entertaining. Well, I just want to say that um, on the record, I bought something antique. <gasps> you did? I did. Yeah. And I thought I you were going to poop you. your pants. I know. <laughs> because Kathy doesn't like stuff. I hate stuff. Don't Kathy like stuff. hates uh, f- garage sales and flea markets. Oh my, I just shake and go, really? She hates it <laughs> a lot. I, hate, I, hate I mean, not quite like Billy Bob Thornton's fear of antiques, but... You definitely you don't like other people's juju. She I doesn't sage like everything. Sage everything, and she likes she's her house is very minimal. Where I have collections upon collections upon collections. It's a nightmare. Her house is my nightmare. <laughs> we are so opposite, and so um, we're we're adding we're closing in a porch, and we all we have a budget, and Henry was like, "Listen, there's a place, blah blah blah." Let's go check check it out. And I was like, because we want picture windows. And picture windows are s- silly expensive, yeah. like ridiculous for not fancy. So he showed me a picture. And I, you know what I said? Okay. I thought he was going to poop his pants because I was be like, <laughs> no, it's a, we have to go to an antique shop. I walked in. I felt good. I felt really good. They were all windows. So they only did windows. So it wasn't like there was no boxes. So when you open up the something was going to attack me it wasn't like that like thing from the adams family right (laughs) it was it was all windows so i can see right through them literally so i looked at these windows and i said yes let's get them we got them and i said to donna i have to go home because i have to sand and paint a window she was like i was like who's talking (laughs) to me right now (laughs) what "What?" (laughs) i have to try i'm trying i'm trying to be you know trying to be economical trying to make things all right so stepping outside your comfort zone it's tough it's tough for me, but I'm doing it slowly but surely. So these these kits that we're making, um, when people purchase them, I feel psychically what they need, and I sometimes add to the spray. So I'm just saying, and you get a personal note of me adding it. Yes. So it's not just like I put everything together. It's not sitting on a shelf. It's I. It takes a little bit, and I feel what you kind of need, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we cleanse them and and do all sorts of stuff and it's just really great and you are spot on like i told you this morning you walked in and you talked about my throat and i said what did i say to you how did you know that how did you know i'm having throat problems i'm like what are you talking about that's (laughs) kathy's pet peeve it's like going into a plum like plumber comes in how did you how did you know to do that (laughs) it's like when i see you so often it doesn't register all the time, and then you, you you'll. Don't see me I like mean, that. but sometimes yeah, we just talk about regular things, and then you'll throw something in like that. I'm like, wait, I didn't tell you that. Right? Did this come up, and I don't remember? <laughs> Am I getting old? <laughs> what happens with us is, um, 
sometimes I'll say something and I'm like, did we talk about that? She's like, no, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, and uh, it's the delivery too, because she'll just very nonchalantly say, yeah, you're having throat problems. Yeah, no, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is why. Well, that's what I love to do. Did we talk about, um, uh, Kristen, Kristen's um, spirit in, a, in, in her house. Did, did we, we talk, talk about, about that? No, we have. <gasps> I don't think we have. Did we? Did I we don't talk think so. About but it? we could talk about it. He again. gets so, so excited when you come over. He gets so excited. So I always tell, tell him you're coming. And he, I know he's there. I go in. I'm like, hey, how's the gardening? He's like, good. <laughs> Got my hat on. Yeah. Everybody's he put okay. that on for you. I told him you were on. coming, and you talked about his hat. <laughs> <laughs> he dressed up for you. Thank he likes you. you. He's so sweet. So. <laughs> To recap, I know that I've talked about this on the podcast before. We talked about that scary fucking thing you had in the attic. And yeah. uh, we made... Did uh, we talk about it? I don't remember. I, don't remember. I feel like, like I talked talk, about it. I feel like talk. we talked about it on the podcast when you weren't around. Uh, so we can talk about it. But yeah. Let's so recap. It's okay to recap a story because we're at the yeah. kitchen table. How many times do I tell the same story? <laughs> Shut up, so <laughs> <laughs> All the time. She's like, Mom, I heard that story again. <laughs> So I went over to your house because you had some kind of energy that wasn't very comfortable in your house. Yeah. Yeah. And when I walked in, I just just feel it already. Like when I walked in, I immediately felt what was going on and we were able to let that spirit go to the light. Mm -hmm. It was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And then while I was down there, I I said someone passed in the house, like somebody, and I mentioned his name and we looked it up and it was him and his name was Bill. Yep. And when that happened, all of us, me, you, and Donna just like had this crying, like overwhelmed, like he was so validated. And he's just somebody who just really enjoys his house. He's a mm-hmm. protector of the mm-hmm. house. And so when I come over, because I guess I was able to see him, it's like, imagine like being seen. Mm-hmm. He, he sometimes does his own thing. But when I come, he sits at the table and I can see him all the time. Well, I just want, you missed uh, a really interesting part of the story, which was, you said that there was a male presence downstairs that was very uh, like a patriarch. Yeah. And Kristen said, I think it's this guy. And it was a completely different name. Yeah, because you started and listing you said, names okay. in the beginning. Right. And you said, no, I'm going to call him Bill. Right. And you were like, I, I don't know. That doesn't feel right. I'm just going to call him Bill. And then you finally got to the point. You were like, oh, wait, there was a William. Yeah. And yes, were like, and, and he the was the only death in the house <laughs> in the history so of the house. Yeah. I bring that up because there are a lot of people who are media who practice mediumship and they dig. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not and a Kathy's, medium. Kathy does, is not a medium, nor does she dig. Like you feel, and you know, it's like you see Tyler Henry. You know that kid who I believe is very, very talented. Oh, I never see. I've never seen him. I think he is very talented, but I think when you're have to be forced to make something happen yeah. on TV with producers. I can't. So he'll say stuff like, so your sister passed and I see you with um, you guys are playing together. Like, what sibling didn't play together? Right? And then you say, yes, we did. Now he does come up with specific stuff right. to validate, but they dig and dig and dig. Yeah. And you but don't. It's very funny. You're like, no, I don't feel that. <laughs> it's this. And there have been other times when people are like, oh, I have uh, spirits in my house. Oh and my we God. walk in we're like, no. no. It's clean. No, it's you having a bad <laughs> attitude. You're walking around with your bad attitude. So anyway, you. I didn't mean, so I interrupted your story, okay. but I just wanted to point well, out thanks, that like Tom. you, you were like, no, I'm going to call him Bill. So go ahead with Bill. Yeah. And that's why I think I don't call myself a medium. And I like that you said, um, 
he's really concerned with you um, falling on the ice. Oh, you remember yeah, that? Yes. Yeah, like, you kept not you're telling me. He keeps telling me, don't trip on the ice. Don't fall on the ice. And nobody knew what that was all about. And then I told you that that week leading up to you being there, I first fell over the rug. I had a rolled up rug in the living Jesus room. I fell over the down. rug. And then on another day, I fell down the stairs. And then on another day, when I was walking into the house, I tripped on the ice. So all of those three things so you're giving happened. him a heart attack. The yeah. poor guy's yeah. dead. <laughs> poor guy's like, Don't hurt Kristen. He's trying to watch him. He's trying to watch him. And, you know, and it came up, you know, and Kristen said, you know, in situ, like, well, should we lead him to the light? Like, what? <laughs> Do no, we fine. keep him? And C- Kathy said, it's up to you. He likes it here. Do you right. want him to stay? Right. Yeah. No, and I, I do feel his presence. There are times when I've been gone all day, and I can feel when I come home, it's there's this little tickling Aww. outside of me that feels like somebody saying, "How was your day? Where were you? <laughs> Whoa, you were gone all day. What's happening? Tell me all about it." And, and then other days, I, for the most part, right. I don't feel him interfering or he's trying very to get respectful. Yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. very respectful person. That's why I loved him so much. He just reminds me of like a really good dad. Like he's just somebody to protect and to be there. And he's not ready. He's not ready. He wants to make sure the house is okay. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what I got from him. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, I I enjoy coming over. And I know he's excited because he knows I can hear. I could feel him. (laughs) So he gets excited. (laughs) So that's that story. So that's a good story. But there was not such a good story that you did with Sophie this week. And yes. you can't talk about it specifically. I can't I talk specifically. That. Yeah. But um, the lesson is, um, what's the lesson? What's the lesson that you and Sophie learned? I don't know. Sophie, I think you might have to, I don't know what the lesson is. I think the, okay. yeah, go ahead. You take over. Take that one. Okay. Um, I think there were lots of different lessons in different areas of the whole situation. I think that me and mom have been having an incredible lesson of, you know, after me and Caleb's breakup, moved in with mom. I'm moving out, though. It's not like a permanent thing. I don't want to talk about um, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found. Yeah. No, I did found a place for me and Nico. Um, But we. Uh, I don't know why. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, interesting We're enough. Yeah. Yes. But but it but. Beyond that, I feel like me and mom have been doing. We talked about how we're uh, reparenting, right? How you're yeah, reparenting. Yeah, I feel me. like we need to because when you were younger, we weren't able to live together. It was really difficult. Yeah, we're, yeah we had a really difficult time, me and you. Yes, we even. did. And I felt like we, we've been working really hard since you've been like 18 or 19 yeah. to kind of reconnect. And do that right. parenting role where you're like, don't parent me. And I'm like, but I'm still your mom. And so right. we've been really working hard on that balance. And you coming with me on this assignment, because that's what it was, an assignment, I think changed your perspective on me. I think you really got to see, you know, and I think you always know what I do. No. What? No. I think that you really love the idea that it changed the perspective of what I think you do. But I always knew that you did that. You, you did? Know, yeah, of course. I don't get a lot you've of witnesses no, of I, what I, I do. I, you've, um, I wanted you to be thing, proud of me. That's Aww. what, yes. I'm very, very proud of you. Mm. Mom's crying. It's a podcast. Um, <laughs> no, but I've, I've always been proud of you. And I've mm. always thought that you, I always knew that you were the real deal. You know, that's that was never, ever a thought in my mind that you weren't the most authentic, incredible person in the whole world. I'm done. I'm I'm crying. (laughs) I'm done. 
Um, and I think that instead of proving that you could do what you do for me and me being proud of that, it was more of, I can be a part of you doing that. Right. It meant so much. That, that I feel is what, what I was able to see is that I could really support you and what you do. And, and maybe that you're not so alone on these really crazy adventures yeah. like literally doing an exorcism of a house right you know um but the experience was incredible it that was we could so work together as a team i loved it and i saw how yeah, so fun. how well so fun we had, i had so much fun. I, it was I had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> i did i did it was really intense mm-hmm. and i and i um the family is just so beautiful. We can't talk about it. It's just it was just such a yeah. it was a to to us. I don't know. I hope they're doing well. Um, but I think that for me, it gave me confidence that you can handle things. Right. Exactly. You handled everything so well. It's interesting how different our handling is. You know, yeah. I feel like we were. You're very well. You have to be. I'm very, very loud and aggressive. But I was just very calm and relaxed. Yeah, no, I'm like, I, you know? I like go in like a dinosaur. I'm yeah. a dinosaur. I have to face things very changing, you know, in that way. Yeah. But uh, I love you. And I, I just you. really appreciated you trusting me. And I think mm-hmm. I trust, I know I trust you that you can handle stuff but on your own in your own house. Right. Because, because we're I'm so open to it. You're moving house. into a haunted <laughs> And I was kind of having a freak out about it. And then mm-hmm. I realized, wait. I think it gave you an idea that you can handle it. Yeah, and absolutely. So, but I absolutely am so proud of you. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. I love you, babe. And you didn't have to prove anything to me. I know. She's so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. But if you but you prove something if that makes you feel good. No, no, I didn't need did. to. I yeah. didn't need to. I just I love that I didn't do it on my own. I yeah. appreciated that. Absolutely. I appreciate right, that. Here. Yeah, I don't think I can uh, top that. I know, it's very The sweet. only thing I do want to plug is that you got your first one on Etsy. Kathy's doing a one-question email. I love doing them. I didn't know. For $7. $7. Go it's on Etsy, put a question. It has to be a question. You can't do general because I'm like, I yeah, don't like, know who you are. What's my future? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to breathe real well. <laughs> if you have like a, you know how when you get stuck and you just need one question or you just need some reassurance, it's yeah. more for validation. Yeah. Uh, for seven dollars, go on Etsy and give me give me about twelve to twenty four hours, even less, and I'll answer you right and back. And I'll be promoting the bracelets that you and Kristen photographed. Yes, and, it's and I'm making be more sprays awesome. and kits with it. And, and it's gonna be uh, Patreon. We celebrate a year oh, next month. My gosh, I cannot wait to talk about Kathy. If Kathy could, she'd have a carnival in our backyard. <laughs> I want everybody. I want everything but a or clown. A street festival. Yeah, she right. wants it. She wants a street <laughs> the street festival. And everything but a clown. We yeah. are going to have a party in August. Yeah, don't Patreon. say that because people think that they're coming to like our house, oh, okay. but we're no, not. No. I'm not. It's going to be a virtual more. party. Uh, it's going to be virtual. I'm just going to dance more. When prizes, prizes, <laughs> games, and <laughs> prizes. <laughs> I'm going to wear a top hat every time. Okay, Nico right. wants to Bill say goodbye. Okay, say thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. For everybody, thank follow you. Photo Muse. Dress She's up amazing. like a Viking. She's Super amazing. Hero. Thank go you look so her much. Up. Look it up. Thank you. That, oh, since we talked to you, you did a... Uh, go look at the pictures of the... Um, oh, the mermaid, the mom. What, oh, what, the narwhal. The narwhal. The narwhal. She did a photo, she did a photo shoot with a mom a who felt like, felt like she was a whale, so... So Kristen's like, let's do it. <laughs> and they f- they're fucking well, awesome. I had to keep it fantasy based. I said, well, I love, let's do a narwhal. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> fucking I love awesome. It. Okay. You're so awesome. 
I love you, Don. Love you. Oh, it's a great podcast. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, bye Nico. Say bye. Say bye. Say bye. Go, let's go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>